welcome here to the outpost. I'm, I'm gonna be your host here. So, what you doing at this part of Coruscant? Oh, you're looking for Sith fuckers. Well, they're in the back. Uh, be careful to scooch around those two Trandoshans are looking a bit rough tonight. Uh, um, but I must say, you do look a little bit on the younger side. You could just be your face, just kind of hit your whole face. Uh, but darling, if you are a little bit on the younger side, I do advise that you do be careful, because, you know, the, the things that they say here at this establishment are on the harsher side, and we don't want to hurt your little ears if they are on the younger side, but <laughs> you already got in the front door, so <laughs> you head on back there, y'all. Have a good time here with the Sith Talkers. Ladies and gentlemen, Sith and Jedi, rebel scum and loyal to the Empire, this is Sith Talk, the show where we talk about all things Star Wars from all parts of the galaxy. I am your pilot and drinking buddy, Sammy B, and joining me as always, he is Lord of Lore, it's Zach Crispin. Zach, how are you this evening? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm actually, well, actually, no, I'm not doing great because upon recording, I have to go back to work tomorrow after having an epic vacation and you know i got like that sunday blues on monday because even though i'm not running a job tomorrow it's still just like man that went so quick like you ever just do like even a longer vacation it doesn't matter really kind of how long it is uh, mine was just like i have four four days but even then it's just like oh my gosh i wish i wish i had more time what happened yeah, the thing is, though, is I don't know if uh, all the um, the people out there know exactly where you went on your vacation. And I know I'll talk about myself here in a little bit and what I've been up to, but you've got the more exciting story. So where where did you go to vacation? Well, um, you know, it's no secret. Last year was a little bit crazy for everyone. I had plans in February. We went to C2E2, and I had plans to, like, go back to theme parks, check out Galaxy's Edge, you know, we I did C2E2. I wanted to do more cons like that. Well, then the pandemic hit and kind of squashed those plans. Um, and I had decided around February, just kind of tracking where this was, this whole COVID stuff was going. Um, I decided that I felt like it was time for me to try and go to Florida because the summertime it's it's going to be crazy no matter how who's listening your views on covid people are like coming back like by summer for sure the tracking is just insane so i was going to try and beat the tracking while numbers were at least a little bit decent or were projected to be decent and i said you know i was talking to my buddy we were getting a couple beers at uh wings etc and i was like which is a local place that none of you know it's like buffalo wild wings except not as good but cheap um and i said i'm just dying for somebody to go to theme parks with me because my wife really doesn't want to drudge through a 90 degree weather walking at the speed of light and getting on every single ride that she can that doesn't sound like fun to her her so we booked this trip and we went to galaxy's edge and universal but Galaxy's Edge, I'll say it, my biggest review of it is it is so good and it is so perfect that the tourists ruin it. The tourists ruin it because everybody's wearing their, you know, normal earth clothes and everything about this place is so Star Wars and so detailed down to the very, like, what was it that we were noticing? Um, even the the bathrooms look like Star Wars, and the um, the dryers look like Star Wars. Like for your hands, the soap, everything down to the toilets almost look like Star Wars. So it's so perfect that I I said to him, you know, it feels like we shouldn't be here because the tourists ruin it walking around in jeans or shorts and their regular clothes it's like man this should be like everybody should be looking like these people this is weird and it's culture shock but the park itself it's so beautiful um the drinks are expensive but they are very good the green milk is a lot of fun um 
I never, I didn't get the blue milk. It just didn't sound like rum's not really my thing. So I went for the green, green milk and I'm telling you the, the Millennium Falcon ride, actually, I will say everything else, everything was easy to get in too, by the way, like there's virtual queues to get in for Rise of the Resistance that as long as you just look up and if you're going to Galaxy's Edge, look these things up, look up information so you know what you're doing. Um, but we got right into Millennium Falcon ride. Everything is gorgeous. Getting your way into the ship, seeing the ship, the ride itself. Hondo is a part of it, and it's a lot of fun. We sucked at it. Rise of the Resistance is a very fun ride. Um, it's I would say that those, both of those rides are so beautiful because Rise of the Resistance actually takes you 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 get mul- you get transported multiple times so you're like basically a part of the resistance and then you get arrested and have to get out of your ride and go to a stormtrooper bay and it is absolutely gorgeous and that's when you get in your cart and you are like trying to break out of this prison it's a lot of fun um Sam is there any questions that you have for me I feel like I'm just rambling and I could keep going no, I mean, I, I, I'm I enjoying your rambling because it just makes me excited to finally be able to do it one day. Um, I mean, I I know you bought some pretty sick stuff, but, like, um, how how is, like, the character um, interactions? Because, like, you know, you said that um, everyone, or, or you go around and you feel like, you know, the regular people kind of, like, not ruin the experience, but, like, uh, definitely, like, are the thing that's our standout, but like, did you have any like funny interactions with any like park workers or anything like that? Or like, you know, people who are really kind of like into character for what they were doing. Um, the stormtroopers will, I didn't have any direct ones myself. Um, but the stormtroopers would heckle people wearing rebel clothing or rebel, um, rebel, paraphernalia lightsabers stuff like that they'll like they'll like come or or they'll like do it in the stands what what's unfortunate about with the covid situation is they don't actually really have actors walking around too much and if they do it's like stormtroopers because they have helmets ray and chewbacca were there the entire time but they were kind of in their own like they were on this like kind of shipping area um just kind of walking around and waving and talking. I feel so bad for the cast because it's like literally rail just like wave at people and then she'll go downstairs when you walk by again and she's like working on her lightsaber or something. Like she doesn't get to walk around and and do the stuff that she, you know, used to do. Um, So there was heckling like on the stages because like Galaxy's Edge, a TIE fighter ship is on the imperial area and so all the stormtroopers will come out and kylo ren will come out and he'll kind of heckle people um or you know like give people thumbs up but it's not the way that they've designed it you know so there wasn't that much when i was there now i've heard stories that before pre-covid post-covid they will return to like you know interacting with stormtroopers walking through the base you know and and rebel people walking through the base but right now that's not really the case gotcha that's i mean it's still cool that they can do something but i had wondered what that was like in in a in a sort of different setup for um people but i'm glad that it, like it's they, they still had stuff available um i'm i'm trying to think of any other good like I will tell you, because you were talking about interactions, and I will say that the lightsaber builder, I didn't do the droid one, but the lightsaber builder was the best part about this entire experience. And basically, these actors, everybody's acting, no matter what you're doing. Um, They're cast members. And so, like, even the people setting up lightsaber are getting you into the lightsabers you like show them your phone they're like oh i'm not really familiar with that form of um communication and they'll just like start bantering about how they don't know what technology you're using and i would just be like i'm sorry i'm a jedi master this is my sixth lightsaber um just you know jedi don't really get vacations and she played on that 
the entire time she was helping me with the lightsaber and when you build a lightsaber they get all the bad stuff out of the way you pay for it first before you even go in there um and you get put into this room and you are being explained the magic of a lightsaber by someone who respects and and feels the force a jedi and every piece gets explained the legacy of what these pieces mean so you get a chassis and they start talking about kyber crystals and they bring this box of glowing crystals and they allow you each person they walk around and let you choose your crystal and they explain what color each crystal has a Jedi has used so for blue this is the same blade of Obi-Wan Kenobi and his Padawan Anakin Skywalker the green the bravery of Master Yoda and Qui-Gon Jinn and the red for the more sinister and power hungry and they kind of like do that and as as you're building your lightsaber the entire ceiling is changing with the colors of these crystals and you build your lightsaber um and they already know what to give you because you kind of pick your your parts that you're going to get your theme of your parts that you're going to get and you can just like tinker with it as long as you need as you know little it's time or as much time as you need and uh once everybody has their lightsabers master yoda appears in the ceiling and starts talking and she talks to yoda and yoda talks back and then everybody ignites their lightsabers together and they have these blade hidden blade compartments so all you do is stick your lightsaber in there twist it pull it out and you have your blade that you ignite it was the most magical thing i i got chills the entire time i was doing this i mean it 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 was so personal and it was everything that experience because so many people were away you were away from the tourists and everything because there's only like 15 people at per session in there it's so magical and it's so it was nice to be away and experience that You have me sold. I wish I. I mean, I know we could try to talk about this forever. We could go over every like crazy drink you try, but I guess it's like, I feel like I know your answer on this. But like, is the lightsaber experience like the must-do thing of the whole park? For me, it absolutely is. Now I've talked to people that like the droid builder, but I mean, I'm a lightsaber nut. I have three saber forge lightsabers. I ended up buying a Anakin Skywalker legacy saber the day before because we didn't know we were going to get in and I wasn't leaving without a lightsaber. <laughs> so we found out we were going to get in and we were, I was like, shit, Hey honey, I'm buying a second one. She was like, do your thing. You didn't, you know, you didn't get yourself a birthday present or anything. Go for it. And I was like, I love you. You are very great. I don't understand what is going on here. And she was just like, yeah, She's like, you worry about spending this more than I do. I don't really care. Enjoy your trip. And I was just like, wow, okay, cool. And so we went in there and got the experience. The experience, yes, bar none. It's amazing. But then there's so many shops. Uh, Each shop is designed for, like, if you like the Rebels or if you like Imperial. Or there's the Jedi shop with the legacy the entire shop is for jedi sith holocrons legacy sabers and everything i unfortunately didn't buy a holocron um i don't know why it was just like i had spent so much money that day <laughs> like it i guess it didn't matter because like i still spent money the next day but not like a lot disney's expensive it's so expensive to even just be there for hours um so i should have gotten one um but I was just so t- I mean that's the only thing is like you get so tired of spending money even if your wife doesn't care that you're spending money you're just like I feel like I'm just blowing cash like nothing at least you get to keep something in the end you know I know plenty of people who blow money on stuff and they don't get to get anything in the yeah. end yeah uh, let me think I mean um, shoot I mean I'm just jealous but uh, no I am 
for for everyone listening, you know, obviously we're getting around the corner of these things and I, I hope you're being safe and making smart choices. I know I just got my second round of the the vaccine over the weekend, so hopefully uh, pretty soon here I'll be able to be doing more stuff soon. Probably we'll be doing um, a meetup with me and Zach so we can finally start doing uh, some just hanging out again. I'm not convinced I believe while. that. <laughs> don't, be, don't be mean. It's not my fault. Don't be mean. Um, anyways... We got a lot to talk about, uh, it's because, I mean, the, you go into Galaxy's Edge is just like the coolest thing. So I was just enjoying listening, and it's funny because we already had talked y- yesterday about this, and then I was like, "Oh no, save some for the episode." And I'm just still listening and still enjoying it. So, um, uh, let me think. I'm trying to think of anything unique with me. Uh, the only thing I've been up to is the, I mean, work and. As you guys all know, I help run the Great Lakes Sim Racing Truck Series, sponsored by Black Horizon. Uh, we got to give a big shout out to William Calhoun, who was driving the Sith Talk 99. He took our truck into the final round of the playoffs, put on a great show, put that Sith Talk banner all over the broadcast. It looks super great. William is just having a kid, though, so next season he's stepping away. So, drum roll, pre, please, drum roll, please, guys. Sammy B is taking back the wheel of the Sith Talk Mobile. So, um, a couple weeks here, I'll be back uh, with Sith Talk all over my, my lovely racing mobile. And um, the, the really cool thing is that with um, on iRacing, there's a website you can use called Trading Paints where you can upload your paint schemes to it. And I had loaded up the Sith Talk paint a while ago, and I had noticed on a, a bigger Instagram page that they had done a render of that paint. And I was like, that's really weird. And it's because one of his friends had found that paint and then found us. And now is actually going to be racing in the league next season. So there's actually going to be two Sith Talk trucks out on the track. So it was really cool that um, not only that he likes the designs I make, but likes our show and is repping it. So we're going to have a lot of cool looking Sith Talk trucks. Um, I'm still debating on what look I'm going to go for for the first race. I'm thinking maybe, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to tune in the first week to see Do you it. already we know? a lot of, I think so. It just depends on how much time I have to design it. Um, I, I've got a couple ideas, but I think I know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to I'm going to leave that vague, though, to encourage you to guys to tune in and watch. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't even want to give you suggestions in the in the off chance that I'm right. But um, I'm excited to see it. Those are uh, those are a lot of fun. Those are always well done, and people have fun with those. Oh yeah, and it's um they keep me busy because people keep commissioning me to make more, and I'm you know I'm not complaining, <laughs> but um it it keeps me busy, which I, I appreciate. But uh, no, super glad to be rocking. I mean, it makes sense. Come on, I'm your pilot, Sammy B, racer extraordinaire. I should be the one rocking Sith Talk. So yeah, I'm bringing it back. Gonna be back behind the wheel of the Sith Talk 22. But Zach, real soon here, Star Wars animation is back. May the 4th, Bad Batch. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Tell me about it. I'll be I'll be honest. Um, the trailer for Bad Batch looks absolutely awesome. Um, Dave Filoni, you know, he's going to find a way to make me happy with this uh, and make me like this. I still really feel like out of all the things they could have made that I don't really need this as a show. Ugh, is that bad to say? I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying. I mean, no, I don't think I don't think you're talking shit because I mean that's how I felt and what I literally said when they first revealed this. Um, I think it's an interesting question of like, okay, what do they do with all these clones? Because you know that later on, you know, obviously they swap to more of a volunteer or like an in, like a, a professional military where regular people, not manufactured beings, are the, the soldiers of the Empire. Which helps, you know, for control, you get investment in the cause, and you're like, you know, again, like in all the books they talk about how, you know, you're not a citizen of your planet, you're a citizen of the Empire. So, um, 
in that sense, I get why they transitioned from clones to just regular people. But there are a lot of like lingering questions that I think will be interesting to kind of combat. Um, it's cool that we're going to get more Tarkin because um, I think he's just a really interesting character in any medium. Um, I'm really curious what they're going to do with um, Fennec um, Shand now that like we know her, her backstory a little bit with Mandalorian. So the fact that now Mandalorian characters are now getting brought into the animated series, like I guess Dave's just, you know, shuffling that deck and saying, who I got? Um, so like there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting, but no, I don't think you're wrong in saying kind of like why. I mean, I'm gonna watch it and maybe I'll feel totally differently when when it's on the air. I still think it's gonna be beautiful and fun, but like the Bad Batch was never it was never the thing that like I look back at that final arc that I look back on and be like, yeah, that was that was awesome. It was I just I look forward to seeing how they make these characters more their own characters and not just tropey because that's really what they are is like, hey, this is like our Rambo guy and our sniper guy. But I I do believe in their um ability to tell a story because they've proven that time and time and time again but yeah i don't think you're wrong in questioning it a little bit yeah i mean i, I mean i will say one thing that i i said this um that i love the stallone clone i'm not calling him by anything else but the stallone clone because that's what he is he's rambo um but i you know it's when we were talking about um when we were talking about this show or Clone Wars first half when we were still with Adapter, you know, we kind of, at least I remember, like, with the Clone Wars series, the series finale ends amazing. Like, it ends really, really well on the back half. But, arguably, the Bad Batch was something that I, I didn't particularly enjoy. Um, I thought it was a little late to introduce new characters. And so when I got the show announcement, I was like, really? Um, that being said, Star Wars is, especially with TV right now with Mandalorian, they're on an up. I mean, when it, when it comes to the Mandalorian, it is a massive success way beyond their wildest dreams. And Disney plus is so successful. Even when you, when you figure in now that they're actually having shows come out, um, it's, it's insane and all of the success of the Mandalorian has put a lot of faith in who's running this division which is Dave Filoni and John Favreau these are the guys running it and I I appreciate that but just much like I love Kevin Feige in the MCU the Disney Plus shows there's you know there's been WandaVision Falcon Winter Soldier Loki and then Hawkeye's coming out and you know I'll be honest I'll probably love Hawkeye but I'm not like dying to see it like I was Scar or um, WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki. It's it's not a bad thing. We don't have to All I'm trying to say is in a world where there's ones or zeros or tens, my hype level is really non existent for the show. But Dave Filoni has fooled me before. Okay, hold on. So you, yeah, okay, out of ten, are you saying you're at zero? No, I'm saying I'm saying I'm at about like if, if I were, I'm saying in a world where everything like either you have to hate something or love it, there is no middle. I'm at a very middle road to where I'll watch it, and I'll probably end up liking it because it's Dave Filoni, but I don't really have a hype level for it. Like I'm not waiting for Bad Batch to come out like I am, you know like I was every week for Mandalorian or Falcon and the Winter Soldier or, you know, WandaVision guessing, you know, waiting to see, man, are they going to change these times so that where I'm from there, you, you know, there is it at 12 o'clock, 3 p.m., you know, trying to think these shows are on, on such a hype level. Do I get up in the morning and watch them? Do I watch them later? You know, it's not going to be like that. It's like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm making dinner I'll turn on Bad Batch and, and watch it while I'm eating dinner. Um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm not saying that won't change. This show could be some of the best stuff that ever came out. Like, you know, Rebels really won us over. So 
I'm just saying I'm not really, I'm very midline. I'm like, eh, okay, cool. I mean, that's probably the healthiest place to be because it's like excitement can be a double-edged sword where you're so thrilled for something and then it just doesn't hit. It, it, it will leave, you know, a, a bad taste in your mouth. And that's not satisfying because, you know, we all want to feel excited and rewarded for being excited. But I was more excited than I thought I was going to be when the trailer dropped because I remember I was very much in that sort of spot where I didn't not didn't care but it wasn't the thing I was thinking about often but then I remember seeing the trailer and kind of the juice is flowing again it's like all right new Star Wars we're we're doing it again and um I mean I think I just I want to know what their plan is for, and I'm not saying that we haven't talked about it, it is a little bit of the elephant in the room, is I'm a little intrigued by what is the significance of Omega. Now, for anyone who hasn't watched the trailer, um, obviously, the Bad Batch is in it, but they introduce a new young clone character named Omega, and I'm... I'm pretty sure it's already been confirmed that it is the first female clone from the Django Fett lineage. And what makes her so interested in Clone Force 99 is that, you know, I'm expecting that she was a mutation as well, um, just like they are. Again, she very much idolizes them when she looks at them. And there's so many theories flying around. And you know how they always go. They're always ridiculous. Like, hey, it's a Palpatine clone. Always we got to go with that first. But, um... I feel like that she's going to be the character that kind of makes it or breaks it for me um, because I think she's the most interesting element. Um, I mean, yeah, we see that, um, you know, again, old favorites show up like Rex and, you know, Tarkin, Fennec, blah, blah, blah. But like, I feel like out of everyone, she's a character that I'm the most intrigued by because it could mean... You know, I, I think the most interesting theory I've heard that would kind of, you know, uh, clone Palpatine. No, I'm, I'm dismissing that straight away. But I would be intrigued to see if it was maybe an attempt at creating someone force sensitive. And that has been a a thing that has been talked a lot, talked about a lot in Star Wars. I feel like it's very much suggested um, with uh the, Mandal or the Mandalorian, maybe it's too close to the Mandalorian, and maybe she's just a regular kid and was just, a you know, a, her mutation was that she's a girl. Um, but what was your reaction to seeing her in the trailer? Or did it not even strike anything for you? It's, it's intriguing because it could be explained very bad. If it's not well thought out, it, it could kind of be a little bit wonky if it's not explained well. It, I guess it just, with any anything, you know, I'm waiting to see how it's going to actually play out. I mean, but you can, you can make anything good with the right script and the right, you know, director involved. So, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely the most, um, it's the biggest topic when it comes to this trailer for me but it's just not really big enough for me I mean it's like okay cool I can't wait to find that out and see how that works it's just I, I guess I, I'm sounding and I'm not meaning to sound pessimistic at all I just I'm very I think this show's going to be great it's going to win me over but right now I just don't really have a hype level for it and I, I think I think part of that is I'm so ready for Star Wars to kind of move on out of these eras like I, I, I think that's really what it is like I've gotten the Clone Wars. I've gotten Rebels. I would ex I would wonder why Dave Filoni doesn't want to do anything post Return of the Jedi, or I don't know why we can't tell different stories. I felt like the Clone Wars, we had enough of these clones, and I, I guess it's just another like branch off from that. So I guess that's why I'm not really too hyped because it's. It feels like Clone Wars Part 2, even though it's kind of not. Um, and I, I'm just kind of ready for new territory with Star Wars. That's why, I mean, obviously I love the High Republic because Jedi and lore and, and the the Grengar are freaking dope so far, um, especially in the comics because I got caught up. 
but I guess I'm just ready for new areas, new eras, new areas, new topics, High Republic, Mandalorian Wars, this Patty Jenkins Starfighter movie that's not, you know, in the Return of the Jedi timeline, it's post. Um, I, I just want to go different places, new places. Um, the idea of what's unexpected is as much as I don't care for the last movie of the sequels um, and it kind of that last movie overshadows and puts a bad taste in my mouth about those other two there's that story was a very quick story there's still so much other things and they didn't really talk about the political side or the the war side or any of this like starting a new republic and I'm I guess I'm more interested in that than just revisiting timelines that we've already been to all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm not going to shut down my excitement for it. Again, like, I think I'm at a healthy level of excitement. I think I'm at a pleasant, like, out of ten. My excitement for this is probably six and a half, seven. Like, not like pee my pants, I can't wait to see it, ten. Or one, I wish they wouldn't have made it, I hate it. It's like, I am looking forward to having something new to dive into. I, I... I'm looking forward to it and I'm intrigued to see if it surprises me or if it kind of follows along the same lines that Bad Batch has delivered so far. Right, and I don't want to sound and I don't want to sound like I'm ripping on the show. I definitely don't mean that. You just you've asked questions on what I would like where I would like to go and I just I personally I would go other places, but I'm not I'm not bagging on I'm not meaning to bag on the show. I'm just not like sounding super thrilled because I think you guys should get those listening should get the reasons why. I've been doing this star we've been doing this for what? Almost 3 years now. About. And yeah. in the beginning, you know, it's like you had to like take this positive spin on every single thing because you want to seem like you're super excited about everything Star Wars, and I truly am. I'm definitely excited about everything that has to do with Star Wars. I just drove or flew down to Florida to go visit and spend a boatload of money. Um, but I, I also don't. I also like to share my 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 true thoughts, and I think Bad Batch is going to be great. I think it's going to win me over, and this whole thing's not going to be a matter. But am I super psyched about it now? No, not really. But I wasn't psyched for Rebels, and I love that. And I wasn't really psyched for Clone Wars until I sat down and watched that. And I love all of that. So it's probably going to change anyway. Well, Zach, I think you've just made the perfect transition because I know one thing we had agreed tonight on that we wanted to talk a little bit about Bad Batch, but I think we're both in the same place that like, yeah, we're excited, but we're not like freaking out. What kind of stuff would you want to see? So this is a bit of, um, this is almost old school Sith talk that we got, like old adapter Sith talk where we used to do Sith of a pitch, but like we're keeping it loose. We're not like hard scripts. Here's this concept. Here's this you know character I came up with. Like free and easy. This is like this is like jazz Sith of a pitch. So hit me, hit me with something. Hit me. Tell me. Well, we talked about. Oh, sorry. I think I messed up something. Hold on for a second. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we, we have talked about different shows and, and topics and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I miss this little part where we just kind of like talk about a couple things that maybe we would do. This is 100% not critiquing anything Lucasfilm's doing. And, and in my opinion, I think everything that they've announced as far as shows makes sense this just means if this dumbass got the seats and the keys to make shows um i would probably open up this sounds pretty crazy but i think lucasfilm is missing out on the opportunity to do more animated movies like like if you're not going to do theatrical stuff i think that's that's fine um i don't think you need to do a theatrical but like especially in the world with disney plus you can tell smaller stories animated. And so if I was handed the keys of Lucasfilm, I would say, yeah, Dave Filoni's fantastic. Look how much these fans love this animation, love this stuff. You guys are over here in production, making all your live action shows. These are really winning right now. Great, boom. Where are we not winning? 
Well, we could possibly do some animated. And so I think I would love to see a anime-inspired anime-inspired Lost Stars adaptation animated film. Boy, you are already hitting home runs. Already hitting home runs. Yeah, I know. Y'all <laughs> thought I'd say Old Republic or Revan or stuff like that, but no, that's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, like, that is that is a story that I need more from, and I'm annoyed, like, that we haven't gotten more because, I mean, that was... Lost Stars was the first um, book I listened to for um, the Audible. Now, I did know that they did make a, a manga of it, but, like, it is also very common that they make a manga and then they make the, you know, the... the um, anime of that so it's not the, even the thing of like oh but what if they you know you know don't what if they don't tell the story right or whatever it's like no it can still totally be that and totally be good and in fact that's that's how a lot of it happens is that you know it's manga first and then made into an anime so yeah i think that is way overdue i think that is one of the it is it is criminal how little attention that story has gotten because it's such a like Star Wars, I feel like when you really boil it down, when it's it's best is when it's classic. I think that's why I like A New Hope so much is that it's a very classic story about a, a farm boy and a rogue and a princess and a wizard, you know, that kind of stuff. But I absolutely agree that I think there's no reason you can't take written material and make it visual like i know that there are there are people who are book people that would totally disagree with me that they'll 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 bring up all these you know different reasons of why well you miss this when it gets adapted and you miss this and you know it's not as good or 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 whatever but i i feel like some things deserve to be visual like i think another perfect example now everyone please get off my case right now at work i've been luckily getting to do more shooting which is great bad side of it is is that i also don't get to listen to as many podcasts and my commute so much shorter uh or, or, or audiobooks so i haven't started the third alphabet squadron book but that's a perfect example of a story that i think would actually thrive much better as a visual medium than a uh a written one because i i like the story and i can imagine very clearly the the acrobatics and all the you know that kind of stuff but for some i could see that being a, a really big disconnect with the story because they just can't picture in their mind the the movements of the x-wings or or, or or whatever so i i think that's another one that i would personally enjoy especially animated but, i feel like it could really thrive animated and i i'm gonna change and redact because i can not an animated movie, but probably a limited series because now that I'm thinking about it, there are so many different chapters in this in this book that range through time that it might feel a little bit jumpy in a movie, like maybe like a five episode miniseries. Plus, Disney loves that anyway. They love having content every week, um, which I love because I watch it every week. Something's out. Like I even watch the behind the scenes stuff. But it's also important to remember, like there's the harry potter franchise and that started out with books and those books turned into movies that arguably everybody loves do they leave out uh a couple things each book and especially at the end do they kind of really kind of leave out a bunch of stuff yeah but guess what you get to watch these characters and there's a magic to getting to visually see these characters in these stories come to life and with comic books i mean dc does an absolutely awesome job with their comic book adaptations and i i've said multiple times the dark knight returns is my favorite comic book of all time i read it probably every six months i'm serious like that's how much i love it and i would have never found out about it unless i was bored one night and checked out the animated movie and what's always nice is if somebody loves it, they're going to look it up while they're watching it, see that it's a book, and if they really love it, they're going to read that too to get a little bit more detail, but then they have characters and emotions and faces to go with this because the Audible is amazing. The voice actors do a phenomenal job. It's it's amazing, but 
I would still love to see it played out. Sam, yeah. what is your pick? Um, I've thought about this one a long time, and I'm almost worried that I've said it before in a previous show, so I'm hoping I haven't, because this this idea has been so in my mind for so long, I'm worried that I've said it before. Um, I have wanted to know, you know, you. what's the first thing Obi-Wan says about the Jedi? For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice throughout the galaxy. You know, um, in the old Republic. That's cool. And for every Star Wars thing we've watched, for the most part, the Jedi have always been established, have lots of grandeur, you get it. But I want to know who, how did the Jedi get from being a religion to a a, a, a military force, a, a um, you know, what they became, guardians. And I, I always had this idea of, well, what do you do when you have a little, you have to play smart. And I've kind of always wanted to imagine what would it be like to see like the first, like, you know, and, and this is something where I want, I was excited to kind of mention this to you because I keep kind of second guessing how it would go. But like, I always imagined that the very first Jedi would have to try and do a lot with a little, so I would involve a lot of spying. And this would almost be kind of like almost a James Bondy, but not so campy um, version of the story where, you know, you, one Jedi had definitely had to kind of think outside the box to be like, you know, we're a religion and we study this, you know, the force and all that, but what if we tried to do more for other people and tried to kind of like, you know, help the galaxy more. And I, I feel like this story would really pertain to a, an exploding galaxy, a growing galaxy. Definitely would happen on Coruscant um, because that is the center of the galaxy and especially the center of what would become or maybe is just becoming the Republic. And I, I feel like a lot of players in this galaxy would be getting their start. Perhaps the Huts or the... Um, you know, different different gangsters or different planets, really. You know, I'm talking about... It, it would involve a lot of, like, old, old, old concept because I feel like your royal families would have a lot of importance um, because you, you'd have to understand that, like, you'd have these royal houses, like Alderaan, I bet, would have a lot of, you know... So maybe not so James Bondy, but a, a blend of maybe more Arthurian-style stuff with sort of industrial revolution, where you have these clashing concepts of planets used to be very isolated, but the galaxy is growing, and we need to figure out a new way of doing things, and some chancellor, or maybe even just the leader of Coruscant, is like, we need something very special to help us in sort of helping this galaxy grow I've heard of something called the Jedi and people be like what is a Jedi so it would definitely be much more in the style of a, a Mandalorian where it's it's a series not like a, a, a limited arc I feel like you need a few seasons but like that would be a period of time where again Zach you said you want to get away from this I'm talking multiple millennia I mean I want to know the first generation of Jedi who were the protectors, the ones that broke the mold, because I don't like the Jedi weren't always that. Sure, they were a religion, they were a, an organization, they 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 spoke to the Force. But I want to know the first Jedi that thought outside the box and was like, "I'm going to do more than just be this religion." I wonder what I could do to help people in politics. Who was that first Jedi that? And I feel like there would be an interesting tension between the Jedi. And where did the Sith play into this? Are the Sith? still a part of the Jedi Order at this point and they haven't split. How does this factor in? And that's why I wanted to like kind of mention this to you to see where you would go with it because I feel like you have a, a good idea of Old Republic established stuff already. Now granted, this is new canon. We can do whatever we want. We can break the mold. We can establish the Sith here. I don't know, but that's a concept I've always wanted to see is who were the first to say, hey, I think these Jedi could help us out. Yeah, I mean, mine kind of goes... I mean, it's funny because I actually kind of... I had that idea as well. Um, because I had recently checked out that Legends... Um, that Legends comic book, The Old Republic. Um, so you, you're, you would focus on a lone character 
breaking, not essentially breaking away from the Jedi as like he's breaking up with them, but like he wants to get out of this. He wants to break out on his own and, and kind of see how he can use these powers of the Jedi to help other people or civilizations because he has such great abilities. He feels like instead of maybe staying at this place and learning he's ready to break out and shape the world and nobody knows what a Jedi is at this point and so you're saying like basically a character like the first Jedi that's being introduced around like civilization or people or a government or wherever he ends up is that what you're suggesting similar very similar I think that's not what I'm suggesting I'm just trying to communicate with that no yeah uh, I remember the, the idea came to me because, again, I was trying to imagine, like, well, what would a, a James Bond character look like in Star Wars? And I always thought of this idea of the Jedi have just come to Coruscant, and they're trying to figure out stuff. And they're, they're very kind of like, you know, this council that is formed, and they're not sure what they are. But one of the members is very much like wants to push the boundaries, and he knows of a, a, a knight who's sort of disgraced. And basically the two of them, one being much more the political side of, you know, having influence and pushing, you know, you know, that kind of side of things, maybe kind of more of a wily master who's kind of tired of things. And then a, a an up and start Padawan who's, I kind of imagine it more of a duo as opposed to just one single character. But it's all about just this is the, the galaxy is growing in a way like it never has been before how where do we fit in this and then watch and that would be the story really is you know you've got this jedi who's kind of learning about the world and maybe he's you know and some of the quote-unquote secret missions or that he's being given from this guy who's on the inside of the council and the council's arguing about like how okay how what are what are you again it's so loose but like that's the question of how you know when there's when you're when you're breaking the rules how far can you go because there are i feel like the jedi in the beginning wouldn't be down with doing this stuff you know what i mean like clearly someone was like well i guess we can be like warriors but we're supposed to be monks you know but um again that's where i wonder where like the sith would play into it but that's the one idea that really stuck out in my mind as far as a concept yeah i mean uh, my my concept that i was kind of thinking about with like the first Jedi is and I, I I don't really I have more just like throwing things at you like my questions would be like you know wh- wh- what how how did they become enlightened to this power how did they form this group were they enlightened by the wills is it super metaphysical like the force itself whispered in these people and they got how did they meet how did they get together how did they start training or you know later down the road even just like the jedi have only been established for a hundred years and they do have a system and a civilization but they're basically all her you know hermits on octo or whatever the original jedi temple is you know they were there doing teaching and not really breaking out and or breaking out and and not really there's not a lot of them or just starting to shape their galaxy how how did they become the jedi and what would that lead to later on you know do we see in this show like i picture you know a a trilogy or you know three season four season five season arc of the jedi being established and these two Jedi Padawans, friends, you know, and are doing these missions and one breaks off and decides that he doesn't like the teachings of the Jedi and maybe they were clearly wrong. He's just going about it the wrong way. And we see both the the um, start of the Jedi, but also the very start of the Sith. And that leads into the third season being this leader going to Korriban or this Padawan going to Korriban and seeking dark power and starting the Sith and the series ends with the Jedi and Sith war the movie ends um, but I just I would love to see those seeds and I I've loved, I love TV so much because I feel like it actually gives you time to sit there and breathe and enjoy the moment um, and so I, I, right now I'm just kind of big into series anyway as a whole 
don't get me wrong, I love movies still, and I think Star Wars still is better off being a movie, um, you know, having blockbusters and trilogies and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where my head goes with the Jedi. But I honestly, I really love your idea. That sounds, I mean, I'm always going to want to do the, get into the dense stuff, like the metaphysical, how did this happen? How did they start their legacy? The beginning of the Sith, the, the war, the, all that stuff is like this literally star Wars for me, but I really like where you're taking your edge and leading as like it almost feels like kind of a not a manga for sure but I just mean like a very destiny like these two Padawan and masters going to shape the galaxy and and on their way they meet these individuals that are start starting the shape of the galaxy you know maybe space travel I mean even the high republic space travel is you know a little bit complicated right now Maybe it's even more complicated then, so we're just, like, bouncing around the core, and it's, like, weird. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that that type of story super intrigues me, because I feel like, how could you not get into that kind of thing? Like, that that's fascinating on so many levels, and could answer a lot of questions, because for so long, the Jedi are just established as a, a known legend who who starts the legend and that's kind of like where it all the, the idea began began for me is you know who who were the ones that were kind of like hey have you heard about these jedi and like that's that's kind of where the idea started for me in the sense of like um this 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 feeling of like who you know did the jedi run into accounts like the chancellor and then the chancellor was like hey i I think we could do cool stuff with this you should you should come to coruscant with me i've decided i want to you know you know i'm I'm gonna take this take this thing uh international or interplanetary so that that's definitely out of everything that kind of story was the one that i was most intrigued to see told because it would be so nice to go somewhere totally new totally fresh and really kind of not be tied down by any concept that's why i would love to go that far back because clearly and this is even hinted at in the newer movies the jedi have morphed what they are so many times and i feel like that's the biggest step you would ever have to ask a jedi is hey you're you're a monk you're someone who's trying to understand this spiritual thing can you go kick that guy's ass for me like <laughs> like it, yeah. it's such you really think about it it's like it is a it's a big interesting jump of and again i think that could lead into a very similar and again like I feel like Star Wars also tells its best story when it's kind of telling history. And I've talked about this a thousand times, how things like the Crusades and how it's very interesting to compare those things to, um, you know, Star Wars and real life history. This would be kind of somewhere, you know, between the periods of the Dark Ages and um, no. No, not the Dark Ages, because it would be like the first time a Roman soldier walked into to Brittany. You know what I mean? You'd be like, what is that? <laughs> oh, I'm from this empire from the land far away. I'm going to take control here. And like, that's that's an interesting concept um, in and of itself. But I feel like, you know, that's it would be even earlier than that. It would be, you know, who were the first Roman soldiers? I don't know. But like, that's the one that, that sticks out of my mind is clearly... The Jedi had to start on this path and someone had to really think outside the box and be like, I think the Jedi could do more. And that's the story I want to see. And but, see where, when you ask those questions about, uh, about like, how did they become those, you know, warriors if they were monks? And to me, it's, it's, and I, I think your story goes a different path than where mine would go. Mine is obviously no shit. He likes the Sith. He wants to talk about the Sith. No shit. Yours is definitely way more original. I'm giving it to you on that one, like hands down. And I think it's very, I think it's very interesting to see the state of the galaxy bouncing around from these two Jedi's points. I, I think it's way better. Uh, it's, it's a concept that you don't have to, in Star Wars is loving, just not answering any questions. You don't even have to answer all of the questions. It's just these two guys journey. And with, you know, this is where the Jedi's at right now. This is what they're doing. But it's about these two guys and, or two girls or two whoever. Um, 
But where I would go is like you talk about how did these people become warriors? And I'm like, well, they get invaded by some Sith or they, they find out about the threat of darkness and they have to start figuring out. Maybe it's not just two Padawans being buddies. We've seen that before already. Maybe it's just like there's these really awesome Jedi that figure out that are just getting established and they start getting powerful enough to feel these inklings uh, a threat and maybe uh, Dispatch Jedi Season 1 is them searching this dark entity threat and you find out it's a Sith and now Season 2 is all about what are we going to do and Season 3 is the war because we all want to see the war but I mean like and and who gives up what in the process I think like the, the corrosion of the Jedi and seeing when did those morals get corroded i think you're going to see that in the high republic as well but more so the high republic right now to me is showing more like the hypocrisy the hypocrisy that the jedi do with these codes these codes are really already established and that's what i think me and you both find fascinating when it comes to the jedi is where did the corrosion start what was the original idea and where did they start sacrificing little by little and became something that they were never supposed to be Exactly. I, 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 I love how we kind of are saying the same things from opposite, not, not opposite sides, but like we both got around to the same question. And I, I think that really speaks to why I think the two of us work is that we, we have very different backgrounds and very different things that we're interested in. Again, Zach is your lore, your, your high fantasy. I'm, I think I'm more, not that I'm not interested in that, but I'm more the um, speed and thrill and excitement and stuff like adventure. that. Um, adventure. Absolutely. But we still came around to the same idea of like, boy, I would love to see that concept explored. So, um, I don't know. We're going to have to uh, call up Lucasfilm because I think we got ourselves a bomb idea. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 and I, again, I, I think uh, I think that's what's truly fun about storytelling is, you know, is where we take these different concepts and we both run with it in different ways and i i love your idea um probably it's it's definitely more original than mine because mine's like no shit um but it's definitely way more original and i honestly i would love to see that and i think that was like the fun (laughs) of honestly i think that was the fun of the old republic was not only that you got this sith war and this stuff like that but you also got to go out and see the state of the galaxy and what it where it was at and what it was doing and it, it lived and breathed in its own depending on what planet you get to and i think that the adventure is a part of it as well so you almost we almost like combine we make the old republic all right well it's a good thing that they're uh doing the old republic uh game uh, soon for that. Did we not talk about we that? Didn't we didn't talk, talk about it. About and that. honestly, until there's more details, it's really just like it's it's not officially confirmed yet. It is heavily probable, but until we kind of get more details, I'd like to save that when I get details. I, I would love to talk about it at a nauseum and not just like break it down little bit by little bit. Like he says, oh, we're gonna resurface this character. Or we're gonna add this mission, and we just talk about it slowly over time. I'd rather because it's so important to me i'd rather find out more information and then do something big on it all right well we will save that one for another time but folks i think that's been another fantastic fun episode of sith talk where can you find us well you're listening to us right now here on the clashing sabers network um i have done very poorly at these outros recently but i'm gonna give it a whirl uh please support us on our patreon um we post a lot of new cool bonus content. I know Zach is working on some pretty sick new stuff. I actually need to make a logo for that really soon. I just remembered. Um, but we, we post a lot of new stuff there. Hopefully I can also be making something cool for the Patreon. But if you go to clashingsabers.net, um, you'll see all of our shows that are there. You'll get to hear from fans just like you talking about great Star Wars stuff. Um, Zach, anything I'm missing? No, not at all. Uh, you can also find me at Sith Talker 25 talking all things Star Wars, comic books, workouts, Batman, shows. I'm talking about everything these days. I really, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm just talking entertainment. 
All right, well, Zach is your source of all things entertainment, and I am your source for all things speed. Guys, every Wednesday night, tune in to Captain TV on YouTube. It's all free. You'll get to see your very own Sammy B going around in the Sith Talk 22. It's official. I'm back home. So cheer me on. Support us. Support that league. I also run um, all their social stuff. It's been super fun to work on that. But uh, you're listening to Sith Talk, and thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Always. Looks like you're done talking Sith. Who? Oh, Scion, the bartender. Yeah, he's gone down a couple lovers. You're gonna venture down there? Well, there's a few things you should know before you go. Sith Talk, all the Clashing Sabers Network, they ain't associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. All these licensed sounds and whatnot all belong to whoever the hell they belong to. We just use them here for entertainment and educational purposes. Look, if you're unsure about something or have questions about what's what, email us at clashingsabersnetwork at gmail.com. And hey, on your way out, make sure you leave us a rating and review. Word of mouth is how people find out about this place. Now, get out of the way, I got paying customers to get you. Jedi business, go back to your drinks.